Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda is in Zephyr B. This is season 27 for me and season 23 for Amanda. And this is day one of season 95. Our first question asks about uh, what Princess Trimline and Sculptura are model names of. Uh, this one I kind of had on Princess. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the, the one of these particular telephone types that I was kind of most familiar with. I think that's mm -hmm. the, 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 the classic one that's like a bread loaf, kind of an arc to the top of it, but very rectangular. No. No? Okay. Not at all. It's Which the one, one that looks it? Baroque and kind of oh, enamely and goldy. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's Princess. Okay. Is the trim line the bread loaf looking one then? Uh, or is that something else? No. What, uh, what okay. I think of as the trim line is the one that's real fitted to the wall, kind of. Okay. Like if you see a wall-mounted phone with a real smooth kind of mm -hmm. rectangular handset to it that just fits right in there. And okay. it's, I think that's a trim line. Okay. Um, I, don't quote me. But okay. That's that's what I'm guessing. But yeah, I recognized Princess is very definitely a phone, and then Trimline and Sculptura mm -hmm. kind of sounded like, okay, yeah, those could definitely be yeah. telephone models. So I said telephones. Yes, that's what I also put down. Um, I realized belatedly that Trimline, I think, may trip some people up because it sounds like Swingline, mm. uh, which of course is a stapler. Yeah. So, however, I've never heard of a Princess stapler, so well, maybe not. I mean... Why would it be a telephone versus a stapler? There's no reason for either to be the name of a thing. So, sure. Yeah, I mean, I was about to argue back with, like, how much stapling do princesses do? <laughs> but then again, I don't think they are either required to use that model of telephone. So, um, but I, I had the very same reasoning and put down telephones plural as well. And that, that was the correct answer. And I'm just going to stop here and declare this season over. I have 100%. <laughs> I am good. Thank Huzzah. you. We're done. <laughs> Except no. Question two asks us, who is the new premier of Italy? Right. The first woman to serve in the role. Um, and uh, definitely in a far right uh, ideology. Um and so I, I had read about her many times because that's, you know, a, a worrying sign coming out of, um, you know, the, the modern Europe, I guess. Um, and I it took me a little bit to remember her first name is Georgia. What's the other, what's her last name? And then it, it took a little while for Maloney to pop to mm. mind. It kind of just had to let it per perk for... Um, a few a few a minute or two you know mm -hmm. that kind of thing um i did spell it with two l's um i'm not totally sure why that seemed more correct to me but um but i put down maloney so i remember when this happened when she was elected a little bit before her actual swearing in in mm -hmm. mid-october mm -hmm. and i remember clearly thinking i gotta remember this name because it is absolutely going to be a learner league question this season yep uh, and for some reason, I did not pin it in my head as, oh, like Christopher Maloney. Mm. Because maybe then I would have remembered it Ugh. and not spent two hours this morning trying to shake it out of my head. Oh, dang it. Um, I think part of the problem was, well, I, I knew it started with an M. Or at least I was fairly certain that it started with an M. So I kept thinking Mussolini. <laughs> I mean, no, he, he does have a descendant in politics who I believe was also a fascist. Mm -hmm. But... 
I think that was Alessandro Mussolini, I want to say. Um, but I just couldn't, I couldn't land this one. And I finally uh, just kind of threw together a vaguely Italianish sounding name and said Moldano. Ah. So I had, uh, I had the consonants right with an extra one. Kind of, um, kind yeah. of, yeah. But uh, none of the vowels. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I did not get this. Yes, the correct answer was Maloney, spelled mm-hmm. like Christopher. Yep. And I, I retroactively thought to myself, did I put the extra L in because I was like, no, no, it can't possibly be like Christopher Maloney, the, the beloved uh, Law and Order actor. And yet, it was. And yet it was. Question three asks us about one particular Patty's Pub that is uh, the best known on television, I guess, currently. And asks what city it's located in. Where it is known as the city's worst bar by at least one reviewer. Right. I almost uh, got this one wrong because I am, as of a couple of months ago, uh, also a participant in the Trivia Factorial competition. Ah. Um, which is also six questions, uh, but they're thematic. Uh, and you got to kind of guess the theme mm. uh, to get the sixth question. Uh, and it's, uh, I think it's bi-weekly, maybe once a week, something like that. But okay. uh, So it had a question uh, a couple of weeks back about a bar that was, uh, that is a kind of a common set piece in, or setting in three different shows oh. that are all located in what city. Okay. And I don't remember the name of that bar, but I think it's something like Patty's Pub. It's like a very generic bar name. Sure. Uh, and of course that is about Chicago. Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Oh, They're okay. all, apparently the bar is a common setting for each of those shows, which are all kind of interrelated. Gotcha. Uh, so I said Chicago and kept going mm-hmm. when I initially was looking at these questions. Uh, and then I read it back again and realized local reviewer calls it the city's worst bar. That means something. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I got to thinking, what what is a horrible bar on television? And I thought, oh, it's that one from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Is that Patty's Pub? Maybe. Like, I, I've seen, like, perhaps half a dozen complete episodes of that show. Mm. It's just, I, I think it started when I was overseas, and I just never got into it. But every now and then, I'll kind of catch one. Um, so I don't, I don't have it locked into my mind. Uh, but I thought, yeah, Patty's Pub, that does kind of sound right. Uh, and is it, you know, potentially the city's worst bar? Yes, I believe that to be the case. Uh, that is... Part of the show is that they're horrible people running a horrible establishment. So I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Yeah, I I had uh, a different kind of take on this one, which is, you know, Patty's Pub is, again, both kind of generic and a little bit old-fashioned sounding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so first I had to go through and think of, you know, TV shows that famously have a bar in them, like Cheers Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of thought of All in the Family or possibly more like Archie Bunker's Place. Okay. Um, But I thought, you know, it says the best known one on television, which makes it sound like it's a currently running show. Reasonable. Um, And so I thought, okay, so I don't think it's probably Boston like Cheers. I couldn't even remember exactly where All in the Family was set at the time. Um, So I... But I also was like, it's not on TV, so it doesn't, it probably isn't this question. And I also kind of then zeroed in on it being the city's worst bar. And I thought, 
what show would feature characters who hang out in the city's worst bar um and that's when mm-hmm. always sunny kind of came to mind sure. like you i have not even seen as many episodes as you have mm-hmm. of always sunny and it's always sunny in philadelphia but um many of our friends are devotees of it or at least have watched a lot more of it and mm-hmm. talked about it in our you know various chat rooms and things um and i thought that sounds pretty plausible the fact that the city name is in the title of the show kind of suggests okay it, it you you don't just want to ask like there's that extra step that makes this into a little more of a puzzle like a learned league question tends to be versus asking for the name of the show or um or what have you it kind of puts a little a little more mystique on it um and so i thought that that kind of fits in with what uh i would guess and you know just the fact of patty's pub the name being such a cliche you know kind of almost faux irish you know uh name for a bar kind of fit in with my sense of the always sunny aesthetic i think (laughs) yep um so i did put down philadelphia as well and that was correct that was my best guess of the day Mm. i was very pleased to have (laughs) had that pan out question four asks us for the common name of the system currently used for transliterating chinese into our own roman alphabet yeah this is one that i knew i had read about and at the same time had not committed to memory um you know just kind of i i had heard of it in passing i was like i'm sure i will recognize this when i see it but i can either put down something that you know sounds like just sort of a generic way of describing it or i can put down a couple of chinese syllables and sound like a big racist (laughs) so i went with the former tactic and i put down modern standard so i just thought maybe it's just kind of you know shorn of a particular um you know side of that translation Mm. and just kind of like it's it's the way we do it. It's it's the modern standard. Let's put that down. Reasonable. Uh, this is one where my occasional habit of trolling through Wikipedia pages mm. pays off. Because, uh, you know, every now and then I'll look up a Chinese person or place or whatever. Uh, and, you know, kind of at the top it'll have, uh, and especially if it's an older thing that has had multiple names like Beijing, Peking, uh, that sort of thing, it'll have both uh, Wade Giles and Pinion right. translation, uh, transliteration. Mm-hmm. So that, for, I, I just, this was just a thing I knew and I kind of had to convince myself, is that is that the current one? Is that the, the one that we use now? Yeah, I think so. And I think in particular it's probably known as that because it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a Chinese term <laughs> rather than... You know, here's a couple of probably English dudes who yeah. came up with a way of doing it. I don't know. Maybe Wade, Wade Giles is one guy. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just kind of figured it was Pinion, and that sounded correct. And I could kind of see that in my mental image of the top of one of those Wikipedia pages. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go with Pinion. And that was the correct answer. Well done. Uh, question five gives us a lot of background for the genus name Dionea muscapula, 
and asks us what insectivore plant, uh, what the common name of it is. It doesn't say it's a plant. It, that's it true, It says it's an insectivore native to the bogs of the Carolina savannas. Right. Which I did not know that the areas in the Carolinas were savannas. Huh. That was new to me. Uh, but I remember reading a story several years back about a crime ring uh, that uh, sold, cultivated and sold Venus flytraps mm -hmm. from the Carolinas. Yes. Because that's like the place where they are. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, you know, kind of thought, yeah, does that, does that sound, does that fit all of this? Insectivore? Yeah. Carolinas? Yeah. And, and the bogs? Yeah, I remember there was a, a, scene, a scene in the story about traipsing through these bogs to, to find these fly traps. Mm -hmm. um, and of course the reason it's a crime ring is because they're protected in some yes. way. And yeah. uh, really, I, I think possibly even to the point that people should not have them privately. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that that's anywhere legal in the U S but, uh, but yeah, this is Venus fly traps. Mm -hmm. So what intrigues me about your description of uh, deducing this answer is you have not mentioned the derivation of the name at all, mm -hmm. which notes that it's uh, Dionea, which is daughter of Dione, i.e. Aphrodite, i.e. Venus. Yep. Which is pretty much what got it for me. Because okay. um, I, I mean, kind of knowing the insectivore part, like I, um, putting that down as a description of an organism, mm -hmm. um, you know, would be weird to do for like a bird or a bat you could you you know it could make sense mm -hmm. but it um mm -hmm. it, it's a little bit more intentionally generic mm -hmm. than than it would need to be for a creature like that right um and so between that and the uh the aphrodite connection there i was like this must be the venus flytrap i think i had heard that they were native to the carolinas um and, you know, putting that together, I knew they were in kind of bogs or swampy areas, I think, vaguely. I know they're kind of like sort of vaguely warm weather types of plants. Like you'll see them in a um, a conservatory or a like a horticultural center, at least here in Michigan. It'll generally be too cold for them to just grow outside. You want them in a greenhouse kind of mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. Um and so, yeah, with all that in mind, Venus flytrap is really the only option I considered. And that was correct. Question six asks us, what magical musical instrument did uh, Jack steal from the giant up the beanstalk? Right. Along with the sack of gold coins and a hen that lays golden eggs. I, I recall it also being a goose that lays golden eggs, but I... Um, uh, I did, I, once I read through this question, I sort of had like a visual in my head that must have been from a picture book that I read as a kid of Jack and the Beanstalk that the musical instrument was a harp. Um, and I believe it was a the magical harp that puts the giant to sleep, which is how, you know, the, um, the first two thefts happen. I think it's the the giant's wife or someone plays the harp, puts him to sleep, and then Jack can take the other things. Mm. Um, and so, of course, when he steals the harp, then the giant wakes up and comes after him. Um, 
and you know spoiler alert he cuts down the beanstalk etc um so yeah i just kind of this i guess is a pretty yakioid one um at least from my perspective i was just like when i tried to think of what are the things in this fairy tale or folk tale um i thought yep that's it's a harp and i didn't really try to think very hard of other instruments (laughs) that's what i put down so i didn't have that good a recollection of the story Mm. Um, i will say that i believe the goose that lays golden eggs is its own different fairy tale you're probably right about that because that's the that's the one that they chop open to get at the gold and they realize that oh "Oh, they've killed the goose oh okay gotcha Mm -hmm. Uh, so i i tried to turn this over and i finally just kind of landed on okay uh what are the what's a classic fairy tale instrument Ah. and you know they happen to be magical part just didn't really tell me anything but like it's got like it's not gonna be a drum sure it's not gonna be a guitar obviously but you know maybe it's a lute or a lyre Mm -hmm. or a flute of some kind sure and i just kind of sort of mentally rolled a die and thought flute a magical flute there are mm-hmm. magical flutes can i think of another magical flute that would like kind of disqualify it no no I, don't, I think that's generic enough that you could get away with like having a magical flute in this even though there's like the pipe piper um, and such. Mm. so so yeah i guess i can just i'll go with flute right. harp was the correct answer well done um so that left me with five on the day Good i was job. pretty pretty happy to start out the season yeah. uh, doing that well especially uh having gotten at least one that was a little bit of a stretch for me that's a strong uh, that's a strong b rundle result Indeed. well done uh, i only got four mm. uh, which is a slight which is a potential <laughs> defensive uh mm. uh lucky win especially since i blew a current events which is yeah pretty good for ones. me i mm-hmm. think it's like second or third best category for me and especially such a recent fairly high profile one Uh, i'm hoping that i get someone who thinks oh that's an easy one i know it and i know that he's gonna know it so i'll zero it sure Um, and then the the jack and the beanstalk one can be anywhere so well that that i was sort of wondering like (laughs) what is the category there that be literature probably literature i think i want to say fairy tale stuff generally goes in literature if it isn't somewhere else yeah i I don't think it's lifestyle it probably was amongst brothers Grimm or hans christian anderson's uh writing down of Mm -hmm. some of these tales um so i would assume literature too Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah kind of might i mean it's an old school fairy tale it's it's Mm -hmm. not exactly like um there haven't been recent adaptations of it that i recall um not not big deal ones no yeah it's a it's a little more a little less dependent on having kids and more so on having been a kid when those very traditional ones Mm -hmm. you know were still kind of being cycled through our consciousnesses a little more because I'm not sure if we asked our daughter, you know, our, our youngest, like, do you know the story of Jack and the Beanstalk? I'm not sure what she would say. Yeah, I don't honestly. know. Honestly. I mean, it's one of those ones that might have been, like, probably second order parodied in something. True. Like a Teen Titans Go episode or some nonsense like that. Or one of those, you know, B or C list animated movies that 
you know, like the yeah. Peter Rabbit movie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it might have been. I don't know. Um, but would she know it is that? that yeah. Like, I don't even know. Um, so hard to say where people will... I, you know, I gave that one a two based mm-hmm. on my opponent's other stats. I gave the uh, Maloney one a three. Um, and the fact that you missed it makes me feel a little bit good about that. It was also partly Josh Hill's strategy and play there because I was like, mm. I knew it. And based on their scores plus what I know, mm-hmm. I thought that was the hardest one that and I you, definitely you knew how was hard sure it was of. for you. Therefore, you yeah. Know. Yep. Um, Both of my opponents have comparatively very low current events scores. So I figured that one might have sailed underneath. Yeah, same. Because Italy is not quite the center of the news country of an England or even a Germany or even a Brazil, like where Bolsonaro's mm. uh, defeat is, yeah. is causing some ripples there, um, and was very much, you know, set up as like, you know, sort of, will there be a peaceful transfer of power yeah. kind of thing, whereas this is just kind of like, well, some jerk got elected. Yeah, boy, the fascists are <laughs> in Italy again. Um, yeah. So, uh, and plus, what I, you know, with with the election going on here, like I. Mm-hmm. Could see less attention being paid anyway um you know based on your and others of our friends uh reported numbers correct i feel i do feel pretty good about the th- yeah. the four the five um and and language is one of my better categories so i'm mm. hoping they will kind of lowball that one for me could be um although some of these are i would say are objectively easier than that one too i guess we'll see yeah So that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.